Weeks or months or freaking years, Ben Kra. It my is goodness. great it to has be been talking way too to long. You. Yeah, how are you, my friend? Not a lot has been going on in the world. Uh, I'm I heard, doing great. Heard a rumor, maybe the president of the United States was in the hospital. Uh, no, no, I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think so. Okay, I, it, it, maybe he was like just for a minute, but he's out now. He's Brief back. Doctor's he's stronger. Visit, back on the campaign he's, trail. He feels 20 years younger. Fantastic. Uh, he's out. He's dancing to YMCA at his rallies. Saw he's that. threatening to kiss all the men and women, the beautiful women at his wow. rallies. Um, no, he's feeling really good, really strong. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, you know, when you're president, you can't hide in a basement. You sure. know that, Chris. Well, um, I think so. we've talked about on the show, you, of course, work in the political news media. So it's a busy time of year for you, for our listeners, if you've been wondering where where we've been Ben and I both have plenty of stuff going on in our in our work lives these days but uh it's great to have you back on the pod man uh excited for this episode today I couldn't um, stay away from the pod uh despite all the fun I'm having yep. on campaign trail 2020 uh, you know, it's like Christmas for me. I it's my favorite time. Uh, you know, every four years, it's 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 the best. It's the most fun, the most exciting. You know, following the horse race, the ins and outs, who's up, who's down. Yeah. Um, it's just there's nothing more fun. Uh, it's like basketball, but way way better. Sure. Um, and uh, so yeah, I uh, norm. You know, I, I I didn't want to pull myself away from from that, but for the pod, uh, for our listeners. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I've neglected them for far too long, so well, no, no longer. Uh, as I'm, you may have I'm heard, back. Ben, we have a gigantic mailbag that is absolutely wow. filled with letters. Wow, uh, huge! This is incredible. <laughs> we've we've waited what five years to to dip into this mailbag. It's just been building. You know, and, we've just been piling up uh, in our in the you know back of our in the back of the Swish office. FM. Yeah minivan uh you know the trunk is overflowing with these letters that we that we've been getting over the years so i think it's finally time yeah open them up it's finally time for us to open up the letters we are of course ben live from our uh rental house in the hamptons ben it's our special mailbag episode uh east hampton ben has treated us very well i know you've been getting in on your uh soul cycle classes hanging out in Mm -hmm. bridge hampton so ben we're gonna kick it off with a very oh, I special, give a... yeah, go ahead. Yeah, quick, quick shout out to um, friend of the pod, DJ D Saul, mm. um, uh, aka uh, David Solomon, of course, the uh, CEO of 
Goldman Sachs. I just want to give a uh, quick little congratulations to him. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, Goldman Sachs' third quarter profit nearly doubled this oh, year. Uh, showing that Wall Street can still make money even in a recession. So that is exciting. Huge, huge props to Desol. I knew he could do it. Nothing it's... gets that guy down. Um, whether he's, uh, you know, running one of the largest financial institutions in the world or uh, spinning those hot beats in a sweaty club late at night. Um, he can do it all. So, yeah. It's really uh, funny great. that you mentioned his name, Ben, because our first listener has a very special Hamptons-related mailbag question for you. So, No kidding, really? Yeah, here we go. Karen wow. in Fresno. Karen in Fresno writes. Hi, Karen. Ben and Chris. <laughs> ben and Chris. Swish FM's affinity for the Hamptons is hardly a secret. Ben, your mm-hmm. four to five hour marathon dinners with underground DJ David Solomon at East Hampton hotspots like Calissa and Babette's is the stuff of Swish FM lore. Is there any truth, Ben and Chris, to the rumors of a potential Swish FM spinoff podcast about food, chefs, and wine? Thank oh, you, wow. Karen and Fresno. Is there any is there any truth to the rumors about a potential Swish FM spinoff podcast about food, chefs, and wine? You know, we, this is a question that we get a lot, Chris. Yep. A lot of people, a lot of people out there, want to know our opinions on um, on all sorts of things, but particularly wine. Uh, you know, food, fine dining, and and wine um, are two things that you and I care a lot about. We're very passionate about. We have a lot of opinions about. Yes, uh, certainly. Um, I, I can't promise that we're going to have a full spinoff podcast. I mean, as you said at the top here, we have a lot on our plates already, uh, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but perhaps an occasional, you know, special episode. Dip our toe in the water, dip our toe in the wine, if you will. Yeah, I think, I think that that's definitely, um, on the table again, using another, um, dining, uh, play on words there uh if anyone caught that uh so yeah i uh i think that uh that we can definitely accommodate that um and uh stay tuned listeners um i know that like yeah uh that that's that's gonna be a a, a great episode for sure you um, you enjoy we can, we can you enjoy wine is that right ben Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've been known to convert my bedroom into a wine freezer, <laughs> wine wine refrigerator cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, I keep I keep my house at a steady forty five degrees Fahrenheit. Right. Um, so that I can just keep wine anywhere um, at all times. I think. So, do you um, know this about uh, Kelly and I in quarantine? Well, Ke- Kelly's always been really into cocktails, but in quarantine. Um, I've sort of become something of a mixologist, Ben. I've been, really? Yeah, I've been mixing up quite a few drinks uh, for for my girlfriend and I, and uh, it's been a steady uh, learning curve. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, 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 food... what's your what's your go to? Um, you know, your your medium of choice. What what are you, what's your what are well, your favorite, uh, my favorite colors to paint with in the? Uh... <laughs> well. Kelly enjoys. Uh, I, I'm I'm a, a beer drinker. Uh, mm. Kelly Kelly enjoys a really like herbaceous um, gin and mm. and citrus. She really enjoys mm-hmm. the citrus flavors and gin. So my go-to drink when I'm mixing stuff for her is always like a gimlet. That's always like easy peasy. Mm. Like she's always going to enjoy a nice gimlet. The, my specialty, Ben. My specialty is really with the glasses, 
making a nice rim with the glass, a little salt rim with the glass. If I'm mm. making a margarita, you know, um, garnishing. I love here. that. Yeah. I feel like the glass is often neglected. Oh, so you're gosh. not so much concerned with what's inside ben, the glasses, the glass itself. Talk to me about the ice. Is it crushed ice? Is it mm. pebble ice? Is it, a, is mm-hmm. it, God forbid, could it, can we get a clear ice cube? One um, big block cube. Yep. 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 yep Have yep. you ever had the, the like the fist sized uh, spherical cube? The ball? We just oh, got a mold. Yeah, yeah. We just oh, got a ball. We just got a mold. I love the ball. Yeah, man. yeah. Very excited. That's how you that. know. Yeah, you can. I mean, anything you 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 know, get some uh, five dollar vodka. Yeah. Put a, put a nice big ball in there, and it's a changes everything. Cocktail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from listener Matt. Matt writes in: Some of the most memorable commercials feature basketball players. There's the LeBrons. Mm. There's the Little Penny. There are the Vince Carter. Then there's Vince Carter playing against what Dan Wheel of Sports Business Journal calls a computer a computer generated dinosaur called a Velociraptor. Uh, did you guys mm. ever have a favorite commercial starring a basketball player? Wow, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, a favorite commercial. Hmm. For me, I mean, uh, I mean, the one that jumps out right away is just Grandma, right? Like Larry Johnson. Grandma yeah, Ma is like pretty formative That's, in my youth. Yeah. Um... I think the grandma Ma is kind of a like a no brainer first choice. I mean, we this is, should obviously be a, a draft at some yeah, point in the future. I should say, Matt. I love Matt emailed um, us and said, uh, by the way, if this is a draft, you can save it for a draft. But I, oh, I, it I, certainly is a draft. But we'll we'll give you a little a little teaser. We little wanted taste. to give uh, Matt a shout out here uh, on on the pod. Of I course, really love. There's the Charles Barkley one. I'm not a Roma. Oh yeah, right. Barkley or what was the one where Barkley was fighting Godzilla like in a city? Oh, yeah, he was like dude. playing against Godzilla. That was pretty awesome was that right guard was that a right guard commercial? i don't know i want to say it was it was probably nike i don't know it was yeah. for some oh yes um, yeah, yeah yeah there was there was an awesome one i remember um i think it was for reebok uh sean kemp where they had a couple of these that, uh, reebok like back in the day there was one with kemp and another one with dominic wilkins where it was like in an empty gym and they're like kind of giving themselves like a little motivational pep talk and i remember one with sean kemp where he was like he didn't even play college ball and he's like talking about like all the haters and then he like just like very gradually like just takes off from like the foul line and does some like insane dunk um that was very cool kind of a you know what one i really love though um this was like just like such a fun commercial was the the nike i think it was called the fun police right with kevin yep. garnett yep um where they where they like all showed it was like tim hardaway and kevin garnett and they like showed up to some like high school game where they're all just like passing the ball back and forth and like there's like no joy in the in the uh, gymnasium and they all like j- like like go in there and they're like yellow uh, trench coats and stuff and start doing like yep. alley oops and like the crowd's going crazy. Classic. That was like the most fun. Um, but yeah, that there's there's a lot to pick from. We should uh, obviously make a draft out of this Matt, topic. Thank you for the point. question. We will definitely be drafting our favorite uh, commercials starring basketball players. All right, yes. next next one comes in from Gary from Fort Worth, Texas. He writes Chris and Ben, now that Anthony Davis has won a bubble championship, uh, many people are saying he deserves to be on Swish FM's NBA Mount Rushmore of all-time great stretch threes. My question (laughs) is, what other three-point specialists will the Brow share this hallowed distinction with? Who else belongs on the Swish FM stretch three Mount Rushmore? 
Uh, I mean, for me, this conversation begins and ends with Derek McKee. Wow. Um, you know, ni- ni- 1994 era Derek McKee. Um, uh, that guy, you know, a lot of people called him uh, a poor man's Anthony Davis. Um, uh, of course, you know, at the time, Anthony Davis did not exist, but a lot of people were, were thinking that and have said it, um, you know, retroactively mm. uh, since then. Um, I mean, Robert Ori is another uh, sure. classic example. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Anthony uh, Davis is kind of like a Robert Ori type. He's a Michael Red type, right? Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. Michael Red. Sure. Uh, maybe a Detlef Shrimp. I'll give you a Detlef Shrimp in there. I like there. that, Yeah. Yeah, 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 there is I mean, a he lot was, of He was mostly a four, but played some three. Right. Um, but, well, you know, you, you put a flat top on Anthony Davis, and he's looking <laughs> a lot like that left shrimp in my eyes. Well, Anthony Davis, I feel like, based on this uh, playoff run here, what we've learned about him is that he is not a big. He is actually a small forward who likes to park himself out on that three-point line. He's not looking to bang mm-hmm. and bruise. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy that wants to shoot that three ball. He's going to be in mm-hmm. next year's three point, uh, shoot off the contest at the all-star game. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Who else would be on the Mount Rushmore with Anthony Davis? I have Michael red. Um, mm-hmm. how about like, maybe, a, uh, maybe a Chris Mills. Can I, can I get a Chris Mills? I like Chris Mills. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's still an active player, so it's kind of hard to, to make this comp totally, but like, I feel like Tobias Harris is a guy that one day could be on the Mount Rushmore with AD. Um, sure, sure. I like, I like Michael Red. Um, mentioned was him. Danny Granger a stretch three? Was he kind of in that mold? That's the one I was looking for, man. Yeah, Danny, Danny Granger. Granger. Yeah, 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 yeah. AD is kind of like a Danny Granger type. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Yeah. All right, so there you go. That's uh, the beginnings of what will be the Swish FM Mount Rushmore of our stretch threes. Gary mm-hmm. in Fort Worth, thank you very much. All right, next up, Ben, this one comes thank from you, Gary. Uh, Lydia in Anchorage. Uh, she says, oh, this is a good one, Ben. You're going to like this. <clears throat> oh, All boy. Right. Ben, this is from Lydia in Anchorage. Okay. The whole, Hi, Lydia. The whole, plot, the whole plot of the town hinges on John Hamm extracting the plan of the Fenway Park robbery from from Blake Lively. But why would Jeremy Renner's deadbeat sister know the intricate details of their next great heist? She's a total liability, and this is the not fucking around crew. Even if she Mm. knew what they were, even if she knew they were up to something, how would she know enough to spoil it? Didn't make sense that she'd have that info, ruins an otherwise perfect movie for me. Also, and very importantly, the bank teller in the town, played by Rebecca Hall, isn't Mm -hmm. she in some way responsible for the initial bank robbery? She winds up falling in love with Ben Affleck. She gets a huge cash cash payout, builds a hockey rink, and presumably winds up in Florida after the film credits roll. Ben, shouldn't Rebecca Hall be held criminally liable for her involvement in the bank heist from the town. Wow, wow. Okay, two-part question. Yep. Let me see if I can... Uh, so the first one is break, about... Break, break this down yeah. one at a time. Yeah, Lake so Lively. the first one, I mean, you know, the, the listener... Um, again, Lydia. thank you for the question. Thank Lydia, you, Lydia. Uh, fantastic question. But she's mistaken uh, in that um, this is a flaw in an otherwise perfect movie because it is not a flaw. Um, <laughs> Uh, otherwise, how could it be a perfect movie, which it is? Um, it is a flawless movie. 
Uh, and the reason it's there's no flaw there is simple. Um, Doug, uh, played by the great Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. um, he and uh, and and Krista um, have a very intimate relationship. Uh, she is a big part of his his life. Um, she's the mother of his uh, beloved daughter that he cares about uh, deeply, um, uh, despite the fact that he. Uh, may have uh, picked her up and thrown her into a <laughs> hotel uh, hallway uh, and then slammed the door on her. doesn't matter. Doug cares deeply, and Krista is a big part of his life. Um, we know that they engage in sexual intercourse regularly. I would assume that at some point in the course of the uh, act of love, um, uh, Doug told Krista the entire plan, uh, every single uh, you know intimate detail of it. Um, and, uh, and, you know, wanted to use Krista, um, as, as, as one of the, you know, critical members of the crew that, that was needed to pull off this plan. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, of course, Krista's a very complicated character. So the fact that she, you know, eventually confided in, uh, in, in Don Draper, uh, FBI agent, um, you know, makes sense because, you know, she was on drugs, she's fucked up, whatever, you know, hey, none of us are perfect. Um, but I think it totally makes sense in the context of the movie. Not not a flaw whatsoever. Um, Great. To the second point about Rebecca, Rebecca Hall, Hall, the bank teller um, from the town, Claire, Claire. Yep, Claire. Uh, listen, Claire, Claire. She's um, she's a criminal. She's definitely a criminal. Um, yep. I think from the second that she lays eyes on Doug, she realizes I want to turn to a life of crime. This is cool. This is glamorous. This guy's a hunk. He's a stud. Uh, major stud muffin. Um, I'm gonna give up my, you know, my safe, my my shelter, kind of white bread life, um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna live the the fast life. Um, and uh, and I think she is 100% criminally liable. Um, I mean, I I think there's a strong chance that she actually kind of planned the entire thing. Uh, She's the ringleader. Like she was the victim. She was maybe actually kind of luring and entrapping doug um because like you said in the end she's the one that makes out with all the money uh which she she uses to build the hockey rink for doug's mom um in in doug's mom's honor a uh, convenient beautiful and and yeah a convenient i mean it's a money laundering yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah that's that's obviously that's how you how you clean dirty money yeah is you uh build a hockey rink with a criminal's name on a plaque on it Wow. Okay, so there you have it. It's a perfect film. There was no flaw in making Blake Lively's character, you know, uh, you know, uh, someone with uh, issues and 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 complications. That's yeah. It's called it's called moral ambigu- ambiguity. Yeah, it's that's called good writing, character you know? building. There, that's called nuance. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. yeah. And secondly, yes, uh, Lydia uh, Rebecca Hall is criminal criminally liable for her involvement in um you know masterminding the bank heist in the town yeah um all right ben our next question comes from declan this is from declan in cincinnati ben mm. oh wow this is a good one okay ben one of our listeners <laughs> has, a lot of good questions one of our listeners has a question about the nba off season it's actually Ooh. about what you and i ben like to call Pre-agency, not free agency. Pre-agency. Not free agency, pre-agency. Yep. This is actually... That's a little term that we it's, invented, It's I think. a phrase that we came up with. Uh, well, actually, mm-hmm. one of our listeners came up with it. I wish I could remember her name. It always mm. seems to escape my memory whenever we talk about it on the air. But anyways, obviously, uh, uh, we came up with this, you know, in, in, in you know, 
with our with one of our listeners, and then we shared sure. it with Jalen Rose, who of course mm-hmm. took it to Sports Center, and the rest is history, Ben. Everyone right. knows what NBA pre agency is all pre-agency. about. Pre agency, not free agency. Not pre agency. Pre agency. So, Ben, yeah. here it is from Declan in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, from Declan, guys, I've heard you talk extensively about the term pre agency. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the origins of this term, how it came about, and what exactly it means? Also, I'd love to propose a trade. We all know that Giannis Antetokounmpo is approaching free agency, but what if he's mad? Why not get ahead of the curve and instead of losing him for nothing, trade him to Dallas for a package headlined by Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, Seth Curry, Dallas's 2022 first round pick and the second rounders from Golden State in 2021 and Miami in 2023. Don't worry. I've put this into the trade machine. The salaries match. It the sa- works. The salaries match? And it works. Okay, if we can confirm that the salaries match, I love this trade. I think it's a great trade for both sides. I love the logic here. I mean, Giannis yeah. could be mad. And if he's mad... Listen, he's probably mad. And we all know when boys get mad, what do they do? They leave. They leave yes. for nothing. Ben, this is the player empowerment era. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're a player, you have all the power. If you're upset, yeah. you just say, get me out of here. Trade me. Yeah. Because in three these, years, in two years, I might leave. So, you can't have these stars on your team. You can't just keep them on your team. No, You've you got to get rid of them. them. You have You've to gotta get them. them out of town before they leave on their own. Yes. Uh, send them packing send before them pack. you're left with nothing. Instead of getting dumped, you got to preempt the dump and dump the dumper. Yes. And and then you'll never be the dumpy. I love it. So yeah. two-part question here. One, can we talk a little bit about the origins of the term pre-agency, how it came about, what exactly it means? And then part two, uh, what do we think about the trade, uh, you know, moving Giannis to Dallas? And if not Dallas, you know, is there somewhere else, Ben, you'd like to see him wind up? So sure. yeah, pre-agency. Um, I guess the idea here is that, you know, s- you know, star player X is approaching free agency. Soon his contract will expire. And if he is unhappy with his current situation, why not get ahead of the curve, trade him, get some value in return so you're not left empty handed? Is that is that the yeah. basic idea? I, I, that is the basic idea, and I would just um, uh, expound on that a little bit by saying the, the great thing about pre-agency, the reason we love it so much, it's so much fun, yeah. is that it basically lasts, it can, it can, it's a, an indefinite amount of time mm-hmm. that can last um, for as long as you want. So you look at uh, you know, Superstar X's contract and you say, oh, it's up in one year, oh, it's up in two years, oh, it's not up until you know, four years from now, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Pre-agency can begin anytime you want. Uh, if it's a superstar, we know that they're unhappy. We know that they're looking to move. So uh, essentially, every player is in pre-agency, and we get to just speculate wildly about anything that we want, whenever we want. And it's the best. It's it's uh, it's it's the most fun part of the game. Just assuming that everyone is miserable and uh, and wants a different situation. Yeah, I guess technically we are now in the NBA off season. Now that oh the, yeah, the, we, sh- we certainly are. The bubble has ended, so uh, you know this is you know to all of our listeners. If you have a question, if there's 
if there's a superstar that you think might be disgruntled, might might be looking to to relocate, email us. Uh, spo- spoiler alert, Chris, they're all disgruntled. Oh, okay. Well, what do you yeah. think of this Giannis trade here? So obviously Giannis Antetokounmpo, NBA MVP. No secret, he's he might be unhappy. Probably unhappy. Oh, he's unhappy. I guarantee you, he's unhappy. He uh, wants out of that terrible, terrible city. I mean, I think getting a haul of Dwight Howell, of Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, Seth. Curry, Dallas's first round pick in a year from now, and a couple of second rounders is a pretty sweet return for a guy that's going to leave it. you empty-handed anyway. Is there another? Yeah. Is there another organization that you think where, gosh, Giannis could be the missing piece? Is there? Is there? Is there a destination where you'd like to see Giannis end up? I mean, Chris, I definitely know of one franchise um, that. They're ready to win. They're ready yeah. to win now. Yeah. Um, they've brought in some big names, yep. some names like Tom, some names <laughs> like, uh, uh, Taj, like, uh, Taj, <laughs> Tom and Taj. Yeah. Uh, the Tom and Taj show. Of course, I'm talking about our New York Knicks. Oh Listen, they've got some, they're under new management. Um, we all, every, everything that we've seen, it's all positive signs. Do you know Um, where I think they're ready to win? Name me the city, Ben, with the highest per capita Greek population in the United States. It's right Boom. here, New York City. New York baby. City. I yeah, can tell you, we ben, got gyros. There's we a, got souvlaki. There's a vacancy in my apartment building in Astoria. <laughs> I'd be happy to get the guy set up. There's a great Greek community out here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remake Let the whole franchise. You. you know, you're you, 30 you minutes any... from Madison Square Garden. You hop on the N train. You could be at Madison Square Garden in 30 minutes. I live right yeah. off the express. Uh, you got any a, good Spanakopita spots in that neighborhood oh, of yours, Chris? Please, I let Giannis will set you up. We got we got a gr- great Greek cafe up the street. I got a great Greek butcher. Um, I know a great space mm. for some uh, great Greek wine. I uh, I mean all the grilled lamb you can eat. Oh, baby, oh baby, we're gonna do it real nice, Giannis. Take you to the Souvlaki yeah. King. Uh, you know, get you some rice lamb, put some white sauce on it. It's gonna be perfect. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that'd be an interesting spot, landing spot for Giannis. Uh, ben. yeah, I mean, Knicks have some picks they can send their, uh, send Milwaukee's way. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, I don't know, we could probably get Marcus Morris back in a package deal, oh repackage him, send him to Milwaukee. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, yeah. So. All right, Ben, our next question comes from, this is from Bill in Worcester, Massachusetts. It's actually an audio question. Ben, Mm. have a listen. I'm going to play this for you. Uh, Wow. Yeah, here we go. This is from Bill. Are we going to see a rise in bank robberies that have robbers in the COVID-19 masks that we see every day now? Could this lead to heat two or point break two with quarantine masks? (laughs) I think point break two happened and we blocked it out of our mind. I know heat two hasn't happened and there's been talk about heat two, a heat prequel, things like that. But that is an interesting... Somebody, there will be a really good quarantine movie made pretty quickly after all of this um, oh ends. God. And I think it'll be, I'm sure there'll be a rom-com one. I'm sure there'll be a, a Noah Baumbach type relationship falling apart quarantine movie. And there will definitely 1000% be bank robbery movies. That was from Bill in Worcester, Mass. He Yeah, asks, it's a great question. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> thank you for listening, first of all. Um it's a fantastic question. I love love where your head's at, Bill. Love what your love your your whole thought process. Love yeah. your 
Um, I mean, clearly your knowledge of pop culture is second to none. Um, a little concerning, so, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah. No, listen, no, I mean, concerning. this entire year, so, yeah. uh, as the pandemic has uh, taken uh, grip of this country, I've, I've mostly just been thinking about movies and how and what <laughs> kind of great bank robbery movies we're going to be getting out of this. Sure. Um, so I'm right there with you, Bill. Great minds think alike. I've, I've been having the same exact thoughts as you over the past six months. Um, and yeah, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. Heat 2 would be fantastic. The Town 2 would be fantastic. Maybe, dare I say it, Chris, hmm. some kind of Heat Town crossover event. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, maybe we could call it Heat Town. Sure. Maybe we could call it The Town is... On uh, is uh, maybe we can call it the town is heating up. Mm. Maybe we could call it the heat is on the town. What would be the plot? You know, there's lots of different title ideas. But the, my point is the general plot of like a a town sequel set mm-hmm. in COVID. The idea right. would be the boys are down on their luck. They don't have health insurance. They've yeah. all lost so their Doug's, jobs. Right? Yeah, They've Doug's down in Florida. Con- right. The money's ran out. He can't pay rent. Mm. Uh, his landlord's on his ass. He's about to evict him. And he calls up his old buddies, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, sure. back <laughs> over in, in Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> and he says, boys, I need some, some fast cash. I got this N95 mask that works really well to cover up my face. Right. So I'm thinking maybe with this mask on, it'll help me rob banks. Rob because banks. I'll have a mask on and people will think, oh, this guy is just observing CDC guidelines. Protocols. But in fact, no, I'll be, a I'll robber. actually uh, be a robber. <laughs> yeah. And wow. no one will suspect it because I'll have the mask. Uh, it's a great idea. I mean, of course, you know. Would you set the this, The first ben, thing I thought of. In your creative vision, do you set this mm. in, 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 in Boston? Do you set it in? Well, obviously, it's got to be in Boston. Yeah, it's got to be in Boston. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where else you would you would possibly sure. set a set a movie like this. We got to go back to, uh, to 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 Charlestown. Um, we got to get John Hamm back. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I assume Val Kilmer's around. Um, uh, Pedro Serrano from Major League. I, I think maybe he died in Heat, but we could definitely get him back somehow. We could retcon him back in. Wow. Got to have got to have him. Um, trying to remember who else was in Heat. Um. I don't know, but uh, but great movie. Rebecca Hall, obviously, I'm sure she'd be sure. done to reply, reprise her role as Claire. We can get Blake Lively back. We can get Jim back. The whole gang, um, everyone's going to be involved. It's going to be a star-studded, you know, 30-person uh, cast uh, ensemble picture. Heat, it's going to be fantastic. De Niro, Pacino, Val Kilmer, Ashley Judd, Natalie Ashley Portman. Ashley Judd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get the whole crew back together. John Voight's. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, gotta this, get Void in you there. You gotta get a Void in there. Um, yeah, heavy hitter. Tom I mean, Noonan, this is gonna be star fun. power. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, oh, man. yeah, what's his name? Um, Hank Azaria's in this film. Oh, yeah, gotta get Azaria for sure. Um, I would love to hear Al Pacino do like a little riff on his. Oh, dude. And she's got a great ass. <laughs> Jeremy uh, Piven's in this movie, of course. Jeremy Piven, oh, one of our favorites. Yeah. Um, Who's the guy, the the other main guy in the crew in Heat? Um, the kind of like... Um, Tom Sizemore. Oh, fuck. Sizemore, yes. I love Sizemore. Gotta have him. Yep. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be incredible. It'll be like a like a 20-man bank crew. Love it. Um, yeah. 
All right. Uh, great question, Bill. Thanks for your curiosity. Thank you, Bill. Uh, next Fantastic. Up, love your mind, Bill. Love what you're thinking, Bill. Next up, we have Melissa in Riverside, California. Melissa writes. Oh, wow. Okay. Melissa writes, Conspiracy Ben. Ooh. Our beloved Boston Celtics were sadly eliminated from the playoffs this year in six games. Mm. Recently, missing our beloved green lads, I've started reviewing social media posts from my favorite Shamrock Hoopers, Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and of course, Daniel Theus, all of whom mm-hmm. seem positive and focused on off-season preparation and improvement. With that being said, based on the latest Jason Tatum tweets tweets Uh-oh. and Instagram posts posts which make no mention of Boston in any way. Oh boy. In I any think way I smell a little free agency cooking. Which in no way espouse any Celtic pride. Is it fair to assume that Jason Tatum is looking for a trade from Beantown? 100%. Yeah. Jason Tatum is unhappy. He's on the market. He he is not content. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know the exact details of his contract situation, but I can tell you this for sure: the clock is ticking. Well, the clock's ticking. Um, yeah. yeah, clock is ticking. You know, he's gonna be. Listen, these are the best years of his career. His his prime is almost done. He's got you know one two years max left. Um, I would say you know in the, in the kind of prime of his of his uh of his career so he's got to get out of town he's got to find himself a winner um maybe i maybe i'm thinking he could get himself to dallas join up with with Giannis and luca and and porzingis down in uh you know down in in wow uh what do they call that place dallas uh america's city something like that i was gonna say the big easy but that's new orleans but uh, yeah, no, he. Um, I think he's got to get out of there. It's not a good situation. Kemba Walker is a locker room cancer, sure. as we all know. Um, you know, the pieces just don't fit. He and Jalen Brown can't coexist. They they're redundant. Um, so I have the Tatum contract here. He hmm. is under contract for 2021. He mm-hmm. uh, and then he has a qualifying offer in 21 oh, 22. And then Ben, yeah. he's a restricted free agent. So yeah, he's going to get out of there. He's, he's going to walk for nothing. Yeah, he's going to walk away for nothing. You've got to move him. He's unhappy. And, um, you know, you got to get ahead of, of, of these these players when they're when they're unhappy. Uh, we all know about mm-hmm. pre-agency. So, um, pre-agency is a thing. And especially, you know, on a team like Boston where the pieces just don't fit. You yeah. know, it's just, it, just, it just doesn't work. It's, not, it's never going to work. Yes. Um, you know, these guys just don't complement each other's games in any way whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, he's got he's to gotta, gotta blow it up. You know, hey, listen, it was, a, it was a good experiment, you know, the procedure, as we call it. Yeah. Um, it was an honest effort by Danny Ainge, but it didn't work, right. and it's time to move on. All right, Ben, I have have one or two more questions here for you, then I'm going to let you go. We have one from Jason in Colorado Springs. He asks, Ben and Chris, oh, wow, Ben and Chris, we've heard you allude to your now fractured relationship with your former ad sponsor, Helix Sleep. Can you tell us? Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to get to this. Can you tell us what really happened and how the relationship soured? Jason in Colorado Springs. Oh, boy. Well, Ben, the floor Um, is yours. (laughs) <laughs> well, Chris, I got to be honest with you. Um, 
that that might have been a burner account uh, that that I that I was using posing as Jason because this is actually a question that I have for you okay. since I mean you were you know the original architect of uh, of our of our late great uh, partnership with the <laughs> with the Helix Corporation yeah um, so I'm I'm very curious to know exactly what went down uh, I mean we you know again this is something that a lot of people ask us about hey what happened to those Helix ads we love the Helix ads you know your <laughs> ad reads for get, Helix when the, can we the get quiz. more ads? yeah the sleep I thought, quiz I, yeah. I thought you were going to do the sleep quiz this episode what right. happened to the sleep quiz right. um a lot of people have been de- have been demanding more Helix content, um, and uh, yeah, let's just say it's a, it's a sticky situation. So, Chris, why don't we come clean once and for all for the record? Tell us what happened with Helix and who's to blame. Well, Ben, um, Helix is to blame for the soured relationship <laughs> with what? with Swish FM. Helix went back on their word. Um, no, they. But they're a great. They're a great company, Chris. Ben, they make great mattresses. I have news for I've been you. Told, ben. I have told. So, I have so many. Wait, so many testimonials though. Everything I've ever heard of Helix mm. has been 100 percent positive. Yeah. Everyone says that their mattresses are the best. They get. They give free mattresses to everybody. No. The thing what? is, Ben, they completely um, didn't do anything that they said they would do, and I'm. What? I'm not actually sure as we speak if they are still a real company if they actually still exist <laughs> if they still make mattresses um wow we had so a we a had conspiracy a conspiracy chris we, we had a contract we had a written contract that hmm. i signed. did you ever sign anything you yes signed it. i signed multiple oh things um and basically it was you read these ads and this is what we will give you and um I was not given any of those things. And it's the darndest thing, Ben. After a few months of reading Helix ads, I eventually mm-hmm. reached out to them and I said, um, you know, I've been sending you these emails about that uh, complimentary bed that you were going to send uh, my podcast. Yeah, because they send everyone a mattress, right? They send everyone you get a, a mattress. mattress if you, yeah, I mean, um, that was... It never came. My and then, um, yeah, so they just st- they just totally stonewalled us, stopped responding to our ads, and <laughs> um, so I decided as a protest that I would stop reading their ad copy if they weren't going to send us wow. a mattress. So yeah. yeah, that is the uh, that is the story with Helix. They just I think they just went belly up. I'm not sure that they are still a company. Wow. Um, were they ever a company? That's my question. Yeah. Did they ever actually have mattresses that they produced and sold, or was it purely? I mean, it's a, possible it a was, shell, a shell company, right? some kind of a pyramid scheme. Like it's possible it was where... just a website. You know, it was possible like someone <laughs> just made a website. <laughs> And one one guy in like a in like a like a Footlocker or like a uh, like a storage space in a computer yes somewhere Who like has like... a Squarespace account built a website <laughs> in twenty minutes and was like let's see if people will give me their credit card information wow and um, yeah do you think we can do you think we can sue I mean you said there was a contract involved it sounds to me like, like a potential some retribution lawsuit. yeah I do feel like we're owed something I mean we provided yeah. them valuable traffic um to their website. yeah and those ad reads that we that we made for them were like i mean they were gold like that was everyone I, told us that their, our, those ad reads were the best our first ad read was upward of like 10 or 15 minutes it was yeah 
It was. I remember. It wasn't just. I took an that. Ad read. I took the sleep quiz. Yeah, it took it was me an a entire full night. Full conversation. It was a full, yeah, yeah, yeah. fleshed out conversation. Yeah. No, I'll never forget the sleep quiz. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I got suckered, uh, just just like you did, Chris. I, I got. I got sucked in yeah. by the sleep quiz, by the promise of the new mattress. I mean, I've been sleeping on a floor for, for years now, yeah. so I was really excited by by the idea of, of, of finally, having, finally a mattress having a mattress to mattress. sleep on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, it's really disappointing to hear that. I, Do you have- I really, I'm shocked and, I, and, I'm, and I'm really saddened. I thought that I really ho- was hoping uh, for, for better from them. I know. Um, I'm sorry, man. I thought that they were a good, honest, upstanding company, but I guess I guess not. Yeah. Do you have time for one wow. last question, Ben? Of course, of course. For our listeners, Chris, <laughs> I love you know I love our listeners. I cherish, yeah. I treasure our listeners. We're doing this all for them. Yeah. Um, so I I want to give all I can. I'm going right. to lay, lay it all on the floor here. Well, this comes from Sasha in Columbus, Ohio. She writes, Ben, you have talked extensively over the years about your lovely wife Kate and your son Teo. My question is. Would you be willing to send either on the television show Survivor? If so, how <laughs> would they fare? Um, that's a really interesting question. Thank you, yeah. Sasha. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Sasha. Yeah, it's great. Wow, it's, it's we a have really a Survivor uh, fan. Survivor. Um, yeah, I remember that show. Um, <laughs> is it still on the air? Oh, it's thriving. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely wow. on the air. Yep. Let me let me see what season Survivor we are approaching. I mean, we got it's got to be like 20, 21. That can't be right. 19? That cannot be right. I mean, if do they have a season a year or is it do they like even I totally have, have to it? be this has to be <laughs> I have to be I mean, I remember Survivor being a thing uh, during like the Giants Ravens Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. That was like the year 2000. Okay, because when I Google this, Survivor production for its 41st season of Survivor has been pushed back to spring 2021. Holy shit. Wow. So, yeah, they're doing pretty well, I guess. Yeah, we're approaching season number 41. Wow. Survivor's been on the air since 1980. That is incredible. (laughs) Unexpected. I did not expect that. Yeah, I guess. No, it has really been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a part of our lives uh, forever. Since the 80s, Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, definitely. I mean, Survivor is is an institution. It would be an honor and a privilege, I feel like, for for your wife and my girlfriend to... to... Blink of an eye, I would send my wife away (laughs) um, for however long that that took. Um, I mean, my son, too, for that matter. He's three and a half, but I'm pretty sure he could handle himself out there. Um, And um, yeah, I think it'd be be a privilege um, to... uh, you know, to do the whole like t- what like torch ceremony is that the torch what ceremony, do? and then the nice thing is that they fly in the family after after <laughs> the survivor people have been um, isolated on the island by themselves for God knows how long. They fly in a family member, so mm. the the person that has been isolated on the island can see their their family member and hug and kiss them. So it's like the NBA bubble, basically. It's the NBA bubble. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very much the NBA bubble without basketball. More just right. living on an island. Yeah. 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 No, uh, Sasha, yeah, it it's, sounds a great, like a blast. it's a great question. We would absolutely send our significant others to uh, live on the island, to 
um, enjoy, you know, the, the survivor experience, obviously being part of a legacy franchise like CBS's survivor now in its 41st season would be nothing short of, of, of a huge honor. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's like hosting SNL or something Absolutely. like that or, yeah. you know, yeah. All right, Ben, with that, uh, we are going to wrap it up here. This is a lot of fun. Uh, thank Incredible. you to all of our listeners for writing in. Uh, this is, you know, always awesome to connect with you guys. If you want to send us more questions, I'm sure Ben and I will do future mailbag episodes. Oh it's, yeah. Now that we've broken the seal um, on the, uh, on the old mailbag, yeah. so to speak. And trust us, we uh, had some really zany questions. I mean, these, these, these were, uh, these were the ones that were like straight over the middle of the plate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys should see the the things that didn't. We make got hundreds. Here. We got thousands more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now now that the dam has broken, folks, we're going to be getting mailback episodes. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe like every other week. Yeah. Um, so it's swish. A lot of letters to sift through. Swishfmradio at gmail.com You can email those questions. You can always tweet at us uh, on Twitter at swishfmradio. You can find us on Instagram at the same handle at swishfmradio. And I believe our DMs are open, as they say. The DMs are open. Open, go ahead and send us a question, a thought if you enjoyed the episode. And hey, while you're listening to this, if you made it this far, if you enjoyed this episode, go into Apple Podcasts, where we're rated number one currently. Yep. And help us stay at number one. Help us stay at number one. This is the uh, the quest to, to, to maintain the top spot. We want you to give us a five-star review, write a nice couple sentences about how you listen to the show and you like the show and you listen every week and you always, you know, you send in your favorite mailbag uh, question and um yeah that's it ben this was uh fun as always and uh we will talk to you i don't know sometime soon next week depending on uh how things in the election and the rest of the world are going that's right a uh, a pleasure as always my friend all right the pleasure is all mine talk to you soon man you've been listening to switch, switch. 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 switch.